Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I want to introduce you to my friend, the profoundly caring professional money guide, Judy Koppenbanger. Judy counsels and patiently teaches individuals of all ages and families of all types on the facts and agendas of money. As a highly trustable voice for these rapidly changing times, she answers with wisdom the question, what's in your best interest? Judy puts it all in writing for you in her eye-opening book, Money, Truth and Life. Practical wisdom to strengthen families for life, to finally bring money truth to your life and into the lives of your entire family forever. Judy is an accomplished author and thought-after speaker. She has penned several books serving as a wise thought leader and financial fiduciary, savvy about all family business and money matters. And she's your guide now. Welcome, Judy. I'm very excited to have you here today. Oh, so nice to be with you, Uwe. Good day. Hey, how are you? That's great. So, Judy, you mentioned that you wrote this book, Money, Truth and Life, as a legacy piece. So what do you mean by your legacy? Oh, what a great question, Uvi. You know, I've been serving clients for about 40 years, um, decades, generations now. And over the years, I've been able to create ways of communicating effectively with clients and their families and their business partners. Um, all the, the minutiae and all the crazy things that you need to know about your finances. And working with them, we've been able to take them from chaos and confusion around money to clarity and total confidence. And so my legacy is to leave this information, this body of work to the world, because I can't have everyone as a client. Not everyone would want me to, <laughs> to, to you know, take them as a client. But when everybody has the right information, the right tools and the resources, they can do better. And my legacy is to help people take concepts that they've never understood, finally get their brain wrapped around them, and be able to do better in their life, pay less tax, pay less fees, optimize the growth in their portfolios and in their net worth, and really serve their families and the causes that they care about more fully. Mm, that sounds amazing, Judy. So I think it's so important. And can you expand a little bit more about um, the positive financial outcomes for these families? Absolutely. It's about not only living your life well, you know, raising the your family in the manner that you think is appropriate, private schools, soccer balls, birthday parties, travel, whatever it is, it's raising your family and living a lifestyle that works for you. But it's also about going outside of yourself and helping other people. The happiest clients that I know, the happiest people on the planet that I know are ones that don't just live in a great big house on a great big hill, although I think those are beautiful. 
they're the people that actually impact the lives of other people and make a difference day to day. Mm, I see. So, and what practical um, outcomes do you see financially um, that, um, you know, your clients will be able to, uh, to, to achieve when they work with you? Oh my goodness. It's, it's all of that. It's being able to live the life they want, live a better lifestyle than they ever dreamed of, give away a lot more money, give away a lot more time than they ever dreamed of just by doing some very practical things and avoiding mistakes. I think most of the ROI, all, you know, most of the um, exponential growth and the great results come from just avoiding mistakes not buying the wrong products, not spending too much in fees. Most people overpay taxes by lots of money. It's crazy how much people pay in tax that they don't need to because they just don't know. And they even have accountants that just don't know. So when the idea is when you coordinate and collaborate all the areas of finance together and you get them working together and you may even have financial professionals that serve you in different areas of finance, when they start talking to each other, You can have a plan that is ironclad, no stone left unturned, everything is optimized and efficient. You save so much money, which means there's more money there to grow. And the outcome is that you have way more than you thought you would need. And you have the confidence along the way to know that you're going to be cared for and you're going to achieve your most important goals. So if I understand you correctly, so that's, it's not only about the short-term uh, effects that it has, on, but also, you know, about the long-term effects, uh, how it affects uh, you directly financially, but also your lifestyle and your, you know, your future in general. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's about always planning for now, soon, and later. And in our laddering program, one of the chapters in the book and one of the, the courses in the online Money Mastery Program talks about laddering. And laddering is a concept, that, a concept that helps you plan not just for the future, like we want to have X number of dollars when we're 65, you know, the old retirement kind of plan. That doesn't work anymore. What we need to do is be able to allocate every dollar. When people walk through the doors of my offices, they come in, they all have the same question, but they ask it in many different ways. And their question is, I have a dollar, what should I do with it? Mm. And the answer, of course, is not the same for everyone. And everyone has more than one dollar, right? We have several hundred, several thousand, several million dollars. What do we do with them? The answer is always going to be, let's go through this laddering process. What do you need for right now? What do you need for soon? You know, what goals do you have in the next three to 10 years? And what do you need long-term? What will sustain you so you don't wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and wonder if you're going to run out of money before you run out of time? So proper planning will uncover the, their goals, uncover their wishes and their legacy planning, and help them plan for now and soon and later. Mm, excellent. That sounds like a strategy. So before I ask Judy why money, truth, and life is not just about the money, let me quickly say um, this about uh, to you, to, to our audience here. So if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. And thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Judy, if money, truth, and life is not just about the money, then what is it really about? 
It's about the life part, I have to say. And it's not just life right now. It's life for your legacy, the succession of your business, the legacy of your children and grandchildren and and causes that you care about. It's making sure that the dollars you have are well invested in the values and aligning your goals with your values is one of the first steps that we take with every client and that we recommend for anyone who's out there doing it, you know, that that aren't our clients. So we want to make sure that people first discover what's important to you. What are your values? What do you want to accomplish while you're here on the planet? There's so few years, right? So what do you want to get done? What's important to you? Then the second step is to create very refined and specific goals in alignment with those values. Then we can work backwards with the outcome in mind to create a plan. And that's what's so important, Um, making sure that you have the confidence that you're on the path. You know, I'm I'm one of these people that it's never quick enough. The progress (laughs) is never quick enough. Um, And I'm very goal-oriented. I've accomplished a lot of things in my, my years here. But it's never fast enough. And there are a few goals that I set out to do that I couldn't do, but it's never, you know, I always want to do it in half the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I just have more things I can do than the time that I have for that for them. So absolutely, I get it. It's kind of like you know, we high achievers always want to get it fast and get it quick and you know, achieve more. I get it, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> So speaking of which, regarding the professional you are, I'm sure there were some setbacks in your life too. So what were those struggles and what did you learn from them? Oh boy. Well, we've lived long enough and been married long enough. We're almost at 36 years now. So there have been some struggles. And I think one of the, the periods of time that I remember really trying to see, I was down in this pit trying to look out and see the sunlight. Like it was just so dark in there was uh, financially early in our life. Larry and I married early. Uh, Well, now it seems early. We were 21 and we were very ready to do that. And uh, we both married potential. And I think we had between us, you know, maybe maybe 50 bucks, 80 bucks. And um, we married potential. We hadn't even finished our undergraduate uh, work yet. We're still in school. And and our, our plan for school was we would save up money for months and then we'd have enough to pay for a class and then we'd take that class. And then we'd save up money and then we'd have enough to pay for the next class. And we did that. So it took a long time to get our first degree. Uh, then we kind of got it in, in, uh, in order and got a lot of degrees, a lot of graduate degrees after that. Went to law school together. But I think um, being in that space where we were just so hopeless and so trapped by not having money. And it wasn't um, that we needed to live in a big house on a big hill at the time. But we knew we wanted a family. We knew we were going to need vehicles. We knew we were going to educate them. And we wanted to have music lessons and things like that. And we just were barely able to pay our little rent on our little apartment. And I remember just being so hopeful that one day we could actually go to the mall and pay retail prices, even if it was on sale, but just buy something new uh, for our children, new socks or new shoes. At that point, we could barely go to the consignment store and trade in the size six months clothes for the size nine months clothes, you know? So that was one, one period where we had to really learn to break through rather than break down. Um, another one uh, that comes to mind, I'm a cancer survivor. And so there were several years that I was totally out of commission. And at the time we had three toddlers and two in, young children in school, so five total. And we had twins. So they were, and they're, they're a year uh, younger than the the one right above them. So we had three babies and uh, two young kids and, um, 
And I was pretty much in bed for almost four years going through all the cancer treatment and things like that. And I remember thinking that it's got to get better. The sun's going to come out. This too shall pass. You know, all those things that you think of when you're in a place like that. And I think the gift of being uh, a survivor of that and the kids all turned out okay. They're all young adults thriving and helping other people now. But I think the gift and the lesson learned is, I guess this too shall pass. You know, what doesn't kill you makes it stronger. That anthem, you know, comes to mind, that song that everybody knows. But it's, it's really true. I think when you're in the depth of darkness and pain and frustration and emotional lack of support and you're suffering, I think, you know, there's always meditation and prayer and the faith side of things. But I think just practically and intellectually, I think it's just a matter of knowing that tomorrow could be better. And if it's not, the day after will be better. It's such a mindset. And knowing that anytime you're in a very tough situation, a painful place, that's going to be what you can use to help other people on the other side. And I found that countless times working with uh, other people, other women, particularly that are um, going through cancer or going through some serious health issue, trying to balance, you know, work and health and families and all of that. I've been able to share my story. And I think that's really helped a lot of people just know that you can get through it, not only physically, but emotionally. And, you know, you'll be intact at the other side. Mm. And there's a lot of learning that comes through a hard time like that. Mm. Absolutely true. So, you know, you know my story and it's it's really about coming, like you said, you know, going in into these uh, darker zones in your in our lives. You know, at the end of the day, we come out of it and, you know, it's all about how we reprogram ourselves, how we get out of this and we get stronger out of these. And, you know, doesn't matter if you feel like you you can survive or what positivity you you bring into your daily life and work it's so important um that we experience these and also embrace these times because we know we could there will be times that are not so good and there will be times that will be better and you know it it's really important to not only be conscious about this for ourselves but also to bring this in our in our services and uh, you doing this so um, lovingly and uh, caringly so that it's kind of like where I see eye to eye with you all the time and I love you for that Judy because um, that's something that's a strength that um, I think we can see each in, in each other and uh, that is why we are so connected also on that level and I love what you do and how you do it with that kind of passion so it, it really strikes me that people who have experience something in that death, you know, or even facing death, then, um, you know, they come out so strong and so positive and they just want to serve people, right? Yeah. And I think we do have a great alignment there, um, taking our past experiences and propelling forward and using them to help other people. Um, it's like that gift of perspective when you come out the other side and it's like, what do I do with this? You know, this, this second chance or this new mindset or this new place that I'm in, what, what am I now to do with it? How do I steward that and help other people and really make a difference? 
And uh, I think we're both on that journey, which I think is just this, you know, magnificent al- alignment. It's such a joy to work with you and help you help your people. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I'm honored you. You are here, Judy. So it's it's likewise. So definitely. So what would you say is, you know, one area of focus that should drive everything else from your perspective regarding money and uh, your family? Well, the first thing is communication. You know, there are two things that break up most marriages that end in divorce or dissolution and their money and that other thing, <laughs> the uh, other 51, show, right? <laughs> well, in the United States, 51%, right? So uh, It's awful. And in some states on the coast, it's higher. Um, and it's usually the intimacy issues and money. And I think money, because money is just a tool, it's a weapon for people that don't have... Uh, proper training. It's just like if you if you go out and you have a gun. I'm I'm from a place where a lot of people hunted, right? And so guns were everywhere. It was just a tool, like you'd have a hammer or a saw, you'd have a gun. And for some people that are trained, it's a powerful tool that puts food on the table. It keeps meat in your freezer. It protects your family from the bears and the bad things out there. But for someone who's untrained or unskilled, it becomes a weapon. And money's the same way. So I think a lot of couples break up because they don't communicate about money. They have obviously different values about money because they didn't grow up in the same house. You know, they haven't had the same experiences. So it's an easy way to argue. And it's an easy way to use power against each other because we use money every day. You know, we spend it or save it or invest it or have to go to the grocery store or pay a utility bill. Every day, money is on our plate. And so it's a wonderful weapon for people that really want to hurt another person. And uh, But it can be a powerful tool the other way. When you're rowing the same direction, you finally get clarity about where you're going. You're aligned in the results that you want. And the choices that you make every day around money are in alignment with that outcome. That brings marriages together, brings families together together. That's what I get passionate about. It's not just the money, it's the relationships and it's the expanding goals and the expanding vision of people when they see this tool that they can now use to propel all their values. It's wonderful. Absolutely. And I get goosebumps when you're talking about, you know, the strength of the families, when you just shift the focus and not use money as a weapon, but as a, as a tool for alignment or for for bringing you eye to eye and uh, create a, a you know a mutual future for your family so that's also what i stand for it's definitely you know i strongly believe in in that freedom and internal certainty that shows up in your business financially but emotionally most importantly in your relationships so and i think that's the key also and i've seen this so many times in in these you know high achiever couples that You know, there's there's a shift often. You know, there's you know the spouse at home, then the provider on the on the other side, and there's a dynamic between them. You know that you know the spouse at home feels more and more abandoned, some um, overshadowed even, and uh, sometimes also you know underappreciated. So, and that takes its toll. And so it's all about the communication, and it starts with the communication, as you said. So it's really about, you know, when, when you're being sarcastic or using money as a weapon, for example, you know, then of course, that's also, you know, early signs of burning out. Um, 
that your relationship is burning out. So, and I think it's so important to um, bring both partners back again to find their family mojo as I often say um, so they can really you know thrive in financial security and uh, achieve what they want for themselves and live the life and relationship of their dreams so and I think you know you you are living in a in a in a very healthy relationship so so can you expand a little bit about you know, what the financial security of your family and how it applies to your relationship with your husband. Absolutely. Well, it wasn't always that way. You know, I mentioned before, we, we both married potential and, mm. <laughs> and we were just crossing our fingers and, you know, hope, hoping that it would all work out. And it has. Uh, we did uh, attain credentials and degrees along the way. We added children along the way. We've uh, had my mother living with us since 1989. We've looked after her after my dad passed away. She's 91 now and uh, still here with us. And, um, you know, it, it has been an evolution. When I look at our life now, the, the travel we've been able to do, the ministries that we've been able to help, the um, humanitarian work that we've been able to do and continue to do, we have our own charities and our own foundations and things like that. That, that was really kind of a hope and a prayer back in the day. We knew one day we would have uh, tools and resources to do that, but we didn't see how it would happen. And uh, so it has happened. Now we actually live, we've got some properties, but we live on an organic vegetable farm with rare fruit trees, about 350 rare fruit trees and chickens and quail. And uh, we're just living a life of simplicity um, but it takes a lot of money to, to live in a simple way these days, especially where we are in Southern California. So I think we have one of the last farms, you know, in Orange County. It used to be farmland all over, but that's that's a dream. And, you know, all of those things, all of those goals and ideals take money. And ours was a slow evolution. Uh, we started, put ourselves through school. We had debt from that that took a long time to pay off. And the children were coming and the mortgages were coming. and um, I think we just always knew we stayed on our path. We had that mindset, you know, we had great counselors around us. We had great wisdom around us and we kept in our life people who've been there before us instead of listening to the people that say, why would you want to do that? That's silly. You can't do that. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. What are you thinking? Who do you think you are? And I remember thinking when I'd hear those things, and still, you know, when you stand on a hill, they throw rocks at you, and that still happens. But when they say, what do you think you're God's gift to the world? It's like, absolutely, I am. Because I have gifts and resources and talents that nobody else has. I'm the only one of me, but you're also God's gift. And you're also God's gift. And everyone is, because everyone is the only one of them. And thank goodness we're all different. And thank goodness we're all here to make a community and work together and grow together. So, of course, I'm God's gift to the world, <laughs> and not in an arrogant way, but in a practical way. You know, that's something to cherish and to take care of. You know, I shouldn't go sit on the couch and watch TV all day or, heaven forbid, watch the news all day. I should be out doing something. We had someone the other day come to our home um, to, to do something really nice for my mom. He put on his little neighborhood app that he likes to hang American flags for veterans and, you know, older people that can't get up there with a screwdriver and do that. And I asked my mom and she said, yeah, I'd like to have one. And so he came over uh, just a few days ago 
with his son, really sweet family, and um, hung a flag for her with a, a light that never goes out. It's a solar light. And so now we've got this flag. And my mom just had a, uh, she was in the ICU, had an uh, aortic aneurysm, just recovering from all of this, right? So she's not well. She waddled out there with her little nighty and her slippers and looked at that flag and was so pleased and so honored that they would come and do that. My, my dad passed away years ago, but he served in several wars, Purple Heart, you know, did all of that. He was in the, in the service. And what a way to honor our family. And uh, what a way to honor her. So, you know, those things, you know, you, you spoke a few minutes ago about what's more important than money. It's, it's the family and the legacy and the life stories and the value that we bring to other people along the way. That's what it's really all about. Your work is what it's all about. Helping people get unstuck, helping people fill the gap so they can get on that strong platform and propel from there. And I love that you're in the world with this work, making it available for regular people that just want their lives to get either healed or better so they can just launch you know, from that new platform and um, God bless America that you're here <laughs> and doing this. I'm, I'm so pleased that we uh, connected. And I just want to help you do what you're doing there for all these wonderful people that are listening. Thank you, Judy, so, so much. And I'm, I'm, I really can't praise you enough about that. And I think you, you just told that story and uh, I've heard it before. And uh, is, is that the last time you experienced goosebumps? Well, I just now got them when you said goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> because I had, a th I had a feeling because it's it's very moving. And it also shows that it's so important. You know, I would say, so what is the, because you speak of, of community and what it, what it means, the family part of a, of a community and uh, leaving a legacy. So that's so important. And I always speak of family kind of like, what is the, of community in that regard, what is the smallest unit of a community? And it is the family, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that is what, what is so important, why this is so important, because this is just pieces of, of, of the, the most important pieces of, of any community. And so coming together as a family, and I always use this analogy, you know, it's kind of like, you know, being a campfire in the uh, Family is kind of like being coming to a uh, to a campfire, just coming together and you know listening to each other, and uh, just being there and feeling comfortable around each other, and caring for each other and listening to each other's story. What 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 went wrong in your life and having telling each other goosebumps stories. So what happened to you? Can you imagine this happen? You know and and stuff like that. And I think that is what is 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 missing in these days and it's so important and you're an advocate of that and uh, i absolutely agree with you that is so important here yeah i love that you you brought up the campfire we had a family dinner last night uh with one of our daughters and her husband were in town and so we we're all together here and i got goosebumps when you said campfire because this last month, we went out to our place in Colorado, and we were sitting around the fire, the big fireplace in this great big cabin down on the creek, way up in the mountains. And um, <clears throat> we had goosebump moments like 
hour after hour because they were all remembering when they were little and we were sharing this with my son-in-laws. They were all remembering when we were little and we would get all of our snow gear on and our boots and our hats and our gloves and we'd tromp through the snow way up into the mountains to cut a Christmas tree and drag it down the hill and put it there and we'd make homemade decorations to decorate the tree and we would have these holidays and they learned how to ski out there in the backyard, you know, right on the creek. And they were talking about that. And when they were little, they said, we're going to come back here and we're going to bring our kids here. When we get old, all of the cousins are going to come play together and it's going to be great. And when they're little, you think, well, that's cute. That's sweet. You know, who knows 20, 30 years from now what it'll be like. But here we were 20 or 30 years later having that moment. And all those conversations they had as little kids, and we kind of hoped, again, we were crossing our fingers, <laughs> you know, kind of hoping that would happen. They've all agreed that they want that still as adults, as they grow their families and create those memories. And that's a goosebump moment right there. That's that's legacy in, in motion. I just love it. So when you said campfire, I was thinking about that fire. And, and again, family, that unit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so important, you know, to create these goosebumps moments with your family together and, you know, having these on a regular basis, because, you know, it's all about that feeling that comes with it. So who doesn't want to have goosebumps? So <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, this is why I'm all in for, for goosebumps hacking and doing all what I can. And, you know, one of my clients, they come out and say, well, finally, I I can, I can create goosebumps in my life again. And so this is because this is really, you know, just the, the gold standard of family life. As I know it from my past, even there were darker times. Um, but, you know, remembering and, you know, we always carry these memories with us. And, you know, mm -hmm. li these little boys that you just mentioned, you know, they, they will carry something inside of them and they will express it in, in, in some way in their future. And uh, when it comes back to them, like you just mentioned, well, here we go again. That's another goosebump moment. And I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. So before we wrap up, I want to ask you, what is one tangible advice that you can provide uh, for my audience, please? Oh, boy. Well, if it's going to come from... Um... The relationship side, it would be communicate, set clear goals together and work toward them. If it's going to be on the technical financial side, it's be prepared. Not only have a plan and clear goals, but save your money. Uh, it's amazing as we go through generations in my lifetime, you know, the older people save, the younger people tend not to. And I think it's so important to pay yourself first every time you get paid, whether you have your own business or you receive an, an income paycheck from somewhere, always pay yourself at just as if you would pay your cell phone bill or your utility bill or your housing. Every month, every paycheck, you should pay yourself something and put that away for later. Remember, we need now money, soon money, and later money. And we live longer now. There's all kinds of reasons we are likely to need more later money And because time is your friend, you want that money to grow. So put something aside every time you receive a paycheck, if it's one or, one or 2%, 10 or 20%, whatever it is, be a better saver. In this uh, world, 2020, we've had 
businesses and corporations and families suffer because they were either undercapitalized or they didn't have enough savings in place. They didn't see it coming. None of us did, right? So the people who had saved weathered the storm very well because there were there were lines at the bank where you couldn't even go get a loan. So it, that hurt a lot of businesses and a lot of people. But when you save for that rainy day, you know, like grandpa said, <laughs> when you save and you're prepared, that will always serve you well, always. Wow. And uh, thank you for that, Judy. So tell us a little bit more about how you help your, your clients. And I believe you have something that is very important. Absolutely. Well, I have a handful of clients that I serve personally, but more importantly and more scalable is the Money, Truth, and Life online mastery program, which anyone can take advantage of. A lot of folks go through it and they say, oh my goodness, my adult children need this. You know, my parents need this. They're about to retire. So it's a program that goes through all the pillars of finance. It gives each person a clear understanding of the basics in every pillar of finance. There's taxation, there's legal entities. You know, what kind of a company should I run? Should it be an LLC or an S Corp or a C Corp or a DBA? What is that? You know, so it goes through all of that. Should I have a trust or a will? It goes through all of that. All the investments, all the taxation issues, how to minimize or mitigate those taxes, how to handle cash flows and cash reserves. It just gives a basic understanding of all of those concepts that you hear about, but Oh, nobody's ever explained the difference to me. They just told me I need to have it. You know, the banker said, get it. The insurance guy said, get it. I don't even know what I have. It helps you understand what you have. And if there's any gaps, what you might need to put together. So you have a comprehensive and collaborative financial strategy for your family. So that's all available online. There are also temp templates, tools, and resources to help you make your own plan set your own goals, come up with the ideas that you need when there's more months than money. You know, how do you fix that? It's very simple. It's just having the right tools to do it. There's also a book that is collaborative with the program, or you could just buy the book and then create your own plan. It has templates in it and it's money, truth, and life. And it's available anywhere books are sold. There's Target and Amazon and Books a Million, all, anywhere. So if you just Google money, truth, and life or go to Amazon, it's probably the easiest. You can get that book and again, learn all the basics that you need to know, and then it will illuminate for you the areas in your life and in your family's finances that need attention. And it'll give you the right way to know what professional will serve you correctly, um, what questions to ask when you're asking for help or working with a fiduciary, um, and then how to make sure that your plan is intact so you can achieve your most important goals at your house. Mm. Absolutely, and I believe this is uh, this is really um, something that uh, families should do the right way, right from the start. And using your services uh, is really a tribute to that. So, thank you for sharing, Judy. My pleasure. Sure. So, do you have any closing words? Closing words. Well, it's all about the mindset. I think my closing words have to be, you are in the right place. If you're hearing this, if you're following Uve, if you're a part of his program or considering, you're in the right place if you're ready for your life to just take off and get to the next level. So keep working, keep believing. If you're in one of those dark spaces, 
um, just know that tomorrow will be better. And if not, the day after that will be better. And keep working and keep people like Uvi and work like Uvi's work in your life because there's always a next level to get to. But I'm glad you're here. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you're here too, Judy. Thank you so much for the praise. And uh, I believe you're doing this, you know, you're doing an incredible service to families and uh, with with your personality and uh, your open heart. And thank you. Thank you so much, Judy, for our conversation, for being here today. My pleasure. I very much appreciate you. And you have this, what I just said, you have an open heart, a warm heart, and um, this is always a pleasure talking to you. So thank you again, really. I feel the same about you, Uvi, and I think we both just love people. And I think that shines through when we're talking, there's that connection, because we just love people. Exactly. That's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Thanks again, Judy, uh, for being here on the show. And we will leave all the details uh, in the show description about the book. And of course, uh, so people can get in touch with you at uh, judycoppenbarger.com slash truth. That's judycoppenbarger.com slash truth. Okay. So next week, you will listen to Jordan Goldrich. He's known as Workplace Warrior Executive Coach. And he will share with us what it means to drive results without damaging relationships in the corporate world. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.